Now on Racing HQ, here's Richard Callender from Racenet with the latest racing news. As always on a Tuesday, we chat with Richie and he joins us now. Good morning, mate. Good morning, David. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a, a wonderful start to 2023. Yeah, it's been a good start thus far, and uh, I guess it's a big day there up north because uh, we've got a lot of these New South Wales horses in uh, contention for the two-year-old classic and the three-year-old classic. Of course, Empire of Japan. Uh, we saw an article there on Racenet uh, with Glenn Munsey saying that punters are really starting to warm to this favourite. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What, what happens now to what happens on, on Saturday? I think there'll be a uh, a little bit of a, a flip and a correction in the market. I think there's holes in a lot of horses' forms that you can try and draw a line for, but it's going to be an interesting race. But uh, I think we see it at the Gold Coast. Barriers are ultra, ultra important. You, know, you don't have to draw inside, but you just can't draw the car park. I, I think it makes it, unless you're brilliantly out of the gates, and I don't know if there's anyone brilliant in that field that could draw 16 and, and still probably win. From what you've seen thus far, do you think we're seeing a... You know, these type of horses will be in slipper contention, or do you think the uh, the real A graders are yet to appear? Oh, no, no. I, I, I disagree in, in part whether we've seen the slipper winner or whether these are slipper winners or whether we've, A grade's going to come. Yes, the grand final for a two-year-old is the golden slipper, but it, it, everyone matures at different stages. Everyone's uh, different. Like, you look at a, a filly that I... If it draws well, I think it's shut the gate. Empress of Wonder, and I've said that for, I think, going on two months now. Yep. Um... I think she's so light that maybe she, she'll go to the paddock after this, even though she only had three runs and you might not see her again until the spring. I just, there's everyone's different constitution, different makeup. So I don't know if it's A grade or B grade, um, but come the grand final of two-year-olds, which is obviously the golden slipper, but um, those that are ready to go here, there's certainly a lot of talent there. And, and some of the ones that will beat others there today might not beat them in six months' time. It's, the big kid, little kid that you see at junior sport week in, week out. Exactly right. You're pretty, you have been um, mentioning this Empress of Wonder for months, haven't you? you hope, I hope you're on. <laughs> it makes things on. easier uh, if it happens to win David. It certainly does. Uh, and hopefully it'll, uh, it'll pay for something good coming up for the kids and the, for the family, mate, in the next couple of months. Uh, nothing beats good health, David. Um, you can have, you can be broke, you can be wealthy. If you haven't got good health, you, exactly. you haven't got much. And I know we're mentioning that, mate. And it's uh, it's is something. You know, we we get on and we carry on about you know this and that, and it's uh, it's a, yeah, it's it's a big leveler, isn't it? Um, I wanted to ask you about because the, this came out, and I heard you on the coverage um, during the week uh, chatting about Nash Willer and. I wanted to mention this because uh, this happened after we spoke last Tuesday about uh, you know the, the the comments of Nash and it got a bit of social media and I mentioned yesterday on Punters Post Mortem at the time that uh, you know he, he again on Saturday proved that he is I think one of the best in the land. I don't think there's much doubt about Nash has been one of the the superstar jockeys for two decades now. Um, is Nash as consistent as a James McDonald? Probably not. But I think if you sat down uh, a lot of you look at you, oh, I'll tell you what, you look at Saturday down in Melbourne, there's no doubt that he's in the twilight of his career. But is there a better sight than seeing D. Oliver just weave his magic like he did on Saturday for a couple? But um, outstanding. And Nash has been a star. Nash has, everyone's got different abilities. You've you got some cricketers that are good with the cut shot, some that can handle the short ball. And Nash Willer's biggest advantage is that he somehow lifts horses uh, to small margin victories that others can't. And uh, many a people I've had a chat with and professional punters, punters, 
trainers, um, if you had your last 20, and forget about 99 of 100 rides, just this one ride, who do you plump for? Yeah, 100%. In the Willa, hundred percent, and I think that's um, that that shows in the rides that he gets and the, from the trainers. I mean, he obviously rides for nearly every big stable in Sydney. Yeah, and and I think Bryce Hayes said it best last week when his horse was on Saturday and Richard Haynes on Wednesday, and uh, Richard Haynes said, "What were the instructions to Nash?" He said, I just left it in the hands of the great man. Exactly right. <laughs> and, and isn't that combination flying at the moment? You mentioned that as well in that, um, in that coverage that, uh, you know, that, that Bryce is uh, just – he had to build from scratch, didn't he? He's just staying to get the – you know, pick the fruit from those trees that he planted. Well, the hardest thing is for a trainer when, you, when you're starting from nothing and you're not buying tried horses, you're more buying the yearlings. Uh, and then when the two-year-old season goes and you still haven't made an impact is that you – you, the worst thing to do is you start second guess yourself. Like, am I a good trainer? Am I choosing the right horses? Um, and you've just got to keep faith that you know what you're doing, and in time, things turn around. And um, we know that Bryce had a lot of great grounding, and he had a great grounding under John O'Shea for many years, and he's out in his own. And it's taken a good period, but he's now we start to see the Bryce Hayes that we know. Exactly right, uh, and a champion bloke too. Do you, do you reckon his Bulldogs can go all right this year? Uh the Bulldogs, I think they'll finish either 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th or 10th in that region. I think my Dragons can have a big year, Dave. Oh, I really? Think of, well, I'm with yeah, you. I think, if, it, I think oh. if everything goes good, I think the Dragons, I think we can run 13th. <laughs> what about the three-year-old classic? We're chatting with Richard Callender this morning. I know you've been quite keen in the um, when it comes to the two-year-old race, but, gee, this three-year-old race, mate, it's, um, oh, it's, it's hard. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, I've got no idea in the three-year-old race. Uh, I'll leave that till uh, the the field, the draw comes out, Dave. Uh, I'm just holding hope that uh, Empress of Wonder can get can draw a good barrier. Not often you see a horse in the two-year-olds that's had two starts and um, turned in two outstanding performance. Yet hasn't won either. So, but it just goes to show. Everyone said to Annabelle after it ran second, unlucky. Oh, you won't. You got to run again. You won't get in the field. Last year, fifty thousand got in the field, and I did have a couple of people yesterday say, "Oh, it just scraped in at 16th. Just so you can explain to a couple of people is, no, she didn't. I think she got in at 14th, but there was two boys that were blower, and because the boys are listed first, then the girls, that's why she's number 16. She's the last filly in the field, but she wasn't the last horse in the field. Mm. Uh, chatting with Richard Callender this morning. Richie, um, obviously we see an expansion up there when it comes to uh, the Magic Millions and that race series, and another one of these slot races that jumps in. It just shows, again, how... The Everest David, David, has changed no, racing. David, you've misread the, the press release. There couldn't be another slot race. There can't be because I'm, I'm, I'm swear I heard people say it won't work. <laughs> it, it, David, that's not For a right. moment then, actually, for a moment then I thought, oh, shit, geez, I've, I've read this wrong. Don't tell me I've read it wrong. That's not right, David. That can't be right, David. I, I remember them saying it wouldn't work and no one, oh, ridiculous, people aren't going to bait. There's 9,000 of them now. Yeah, I, I know. Hope, I know. I hope I hope it's like anything that when you when you find something you love, like you might stop in for the best pies in the world, but when you have too many, they don't taste as nice. You know, you, you overflow, and we've got the slot races, yes, and we've got the big one being the number one sprint in Australia, the Everest, but I hope we don't have too many. No, and look, and that's obviously something that we're going to, it's going to continue to happen. Um, because obviously uh, they look at the success of what's happening here in New South Wales and they want to, you know, I guess copy it because you, you want to be, um, you know, like the number but, one jurisdiction. 
But it's not a matter of just putting on a slot race. No, no, uh, that's it, right. It, it's it's what follows. It, it, the reason the the Everest has been a success, yes, the slot race has been part of it, but a lot of it's been the the key marketing and the direct marketing that has been displayed by Racing Athletics and then the ATC in to get that next audience that basically for thirty years had been forgotten, unless you'd grown up as you know through through racing or, or through someone in your family or an associate that you know. You, we we didn't we didn't pay attention to you whether you want to come to races. This is a new marketing plan, and that's what the key to the Everest has been: is that they've tried to uh, target the under 35s, the crowds young, um, and to see blokes like my old man get down there and and Max present and see them smiling, saying, "Isn't it great to see so many young faces, male and female?" That's the key. Country Championships 2 has been announced as well, mate. So there's going to be lots of travel and, and bits and pieces. I know you've, uh, you're out there with Mickey Wallace. West is best, mate. You were there at uh, Dubbo yesterday. But, um, again, this series I think is going to be probably the best series we reckon we've had. Just considering these young horses coming through, I spoke yesterday with Matt Kelly on Monday's Experts. He's got a couple of nice uh, horses I've been trying and invitational. But then you, you start to go through other locations as well, and it's going to be a hot field. Yeah, and, and I think our country trainers have now worked out exactly what horses they need, whether the young horses coming through, whether they've been tried horses, but they they know how many starts they've had, how they've got to get into the race. Uh, the the quality of the country championships is changed, and there's no doubt about that. And I think we're seeing some uh, the 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 country trainers have, have had to remarket themselves in relation that wanted to get a country uh, championships horse. They've got to chase more owners. Probably they had to spend that little bit more at the at the the line. It's always the trainers putting their kahunas on the line, and they get the reward for you know a, a race like the country championship. But there's the great prize money all the way through. But yeah, the quality of the country championships is. Yeah, you know, it's good enough to win good Saturday races now. It's really, really impressive. Exactly, mate. Uh, are you heading up to the Gold Coast? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm based in New South Wales, so I'll be staying. Uh, I'll be staying close to home, Dave. Uh, more important things down here in New South Wales, but I know a lot of our trainers are up there trying to buy. Uh, trying to buy the next. Well, that's what I mean. That's that's uh, that's what I mean. I know that HQ is there going to be there later in the week, um, and obviously, you know, there'll be a number of Sky Racing. But as I've been saying for numerous days, it's it's good to get we we can't we, we couldn't beat them in the football for a long, long time. But gee, it's good to beat them on the racetrack. And um, I going through, I did a little bit of a bit of study last night, just having a look at last year's sale, and uh, gee, uh, nearly ninety five percent of those top lots ended up in New South Wales trainers' hands um, from those purchases. So uh, I think that um, that's a fair indication of yes, I know it's in a different location, but um, the focus is is on this state. Yeah, but it's you know a lot of the sales, Dave. It's like you go to the sales in in rugby league parlance, and you know David Fafita is probably the bloke that walks through the ring and he gets top lot. Uh, and then you start thinking to yourself, would I want to buy, you know, what's worth more in a year's time? The David Fafita, who, you know, might play 35 minutes of the 80-minute game, or is it the, the Josh Jackson, who, who went through under the guard there at about 80,000 in the sales ring that plays 80 minutes, 26 rounds every every week? Uh, eyes, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Exactly right. You have a good week, mate. We'll chat next week.